0: Welcome to the Sunflower Conversations, where we explore the hidden disability sunflower and its role in supporting people with hidden disabilities.
1: Joining me today is my colleague Lynn Smith, who works for Hidden Disability Sunflower based in the US. How are you today, Lynn?
0: Uh, Very good. Thank you, Chantal.
1: Great to see you as always. And our guest today on the Sunflower Stories is Erica Baldwin, also based in America. Hi, Erica, How are you?
0: Hi, Chantal. Hi Lynn, thank you all for having me. I am doing well. Thank you. Can you please tell us you know whereabouts you are and
1: a bit about yourself?
0: Sure. Well, I'm originally from the Midwest, so I don't have a southern accent, but we do live in the South. We live in North Carolina. And I live here with my husband of almost 19 years and our almost 10 year old son. What, what are your interests? Well, I love uh, to write. I kind of do that as a hobby and also as a part-time freelance writer, I do that. That was my career before my disability. I love the fall in, in the US, in the South. And so I, the weather's perfect to me 50, 60 degrees. Uh, so I like, you know, walks and bike rides with my family.
1: Can we ask about what your health conditions are and how long you've had them?
0: Well, I have a, a genetic condition called vascular Ehlers Danlos syndrome. It's a connective tissue disorder and um, it's genetic. So I've had it since birth, but I was not diagnosed until age 33. Um, There were signs kind of all along, but a lot of times with this uh, type of illness, this diagnosis, you don't know unless one of your parents is diagnosed or you have some event that triggers some investigation. It has to be confirmed by genetic workup and blood work. And so, um, you know, to the basic explanation of it is, the building blocks of my body are missing a protein. And so that means uh, my insides are like wet paper bag or Kleenex. And that includes my arteries, my vascular system and the major hollow organs uh, like my colon and intestines.
1: How does that manifest for you in your body?
0: On a big scale, the first major sign was a ruptured colon when I was 20 years old. Um, started out as a stomach ache. I was in college, had no idea um, what it was. It was the worst stomach ache I've ever had. I went to a hospital, a local small hospital and they misdiagnosed it because um, they just saw fluid on the stomach and thought it was a, a ruptured cyst, which usually you know, works itself out with some pain meds. And <laughs> So I was sent back to college and my mom came up, she lived a couple hours away and was like something's not right, took me to a hospital near my home and uh, they found that my colon had ruptured and my body was going septic, it was shutting down by that point and uh, so that was the first signs of anything. Uh, There were little signs my whole life, I bruised very easily. I have very thin skin and visible veins in my chest. There are certain facial features that are associated with the large eyes and small nose and small chin. You know, six months of my life when I was 20 years old and we had no idea what was happening because Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome never came up. Like that phrase, never came up with doctors at any level. So when did you finally get your diagnosis? So at age 20, I went back to college, finished college got married in my 20s. Uh, My husband and I had some trouble getting pregnant because of all the scar tissue. You know, I mean, my stomach was just a mass of scar tissue. So we had to do some fertility treatments for that. Um, Had some loss within those years. And then finally, when I was 33, got pregnant with my son. In childbirth, they induced and I started to labor. But the my son's heart rate dropped. And so they had to rush me into emergency C-section. And when they opened me up, uh, it was a disaster. Uh, My husband heard them say, where's her uterus? Uh, Because everything was adhered together. Everything was a mess and I got the baby out. I got to see him be born. I got to kiss his little head. And then they ushered my husband out and my son and said, we have to keep doing surgery. I didn't wake up till about 24 hours later. Uh, I had a breathing tube and uh, all these tubes and drains. And um, I wasn't really aware of what happened. It's kind of a miracle that he was just protected in there for nine months and kept alive. And uh, I'm so thankful for the hospital and the doctors who worked on me to keep me here to be a mom. It's
1: incredible what your body has been through and the fact that you're joining us here with this, com- you know, for this conversation to, to tell us um, how do your health conditions affect you, you know, on a day to day basis?
0: I always have to be on the lookout for new pain. And if there's any sudden pain or a pain that lasts longer than 30 minutes, I have to go to the ER.
1: So has that have an effect on um, work? Are you able to work?
0: I'm not able to work full-time. I can do some part-time stuff because my previous uh, career was in public relations. I can do writing and editing from home. What is your support network like? Well in the immediate at home my husband uh, is textbook caregiver. The First year after my son's birth, I was on IV feeding for nine months. Well, you know, We have family friends that have become family to us because of this, going to the hospital with us. But just the groups online, a lot of times it's like sending out an SOS, I'm having this symptom or I had this rupture, what did your doctor do? Um, I find that people with vascular EDS are some of the most hopeful people because we know life is fragile. Do you feel in a state of uh,
1: anxiety or you've just become used to it?
0: Definitely. Yeah. I've struggled with anxiety and insomnia over the years in different times. Last year, last fall, I remember just struggling with that a lot. You know, at times I've taken medication for it. I pray. I wake up my husband and (laughs) just tell him, like he has to be aware of my symptoms in case it's something is really wrong. Um, so how did you learn about the sunflower? My friend Kelly, who I think you also have talked to, um, found your organization and I was like, oh, that's great. I had not heard of it and I had not um, seen it in airports or at businesses. So now I'm gonna be on the lookout. <laughs> when I travel, I have traveled alone a couple of times to see friends or family. It's been a struggle and I'm afraid to ask for help because I look well. Uh, And I've paid the price for that. The sunflower definitely would have been helpful. Because at this point, I don't even wear a medical ID bracelet. I need to. For 10 years, I've needed to order it. Uh, And so, you know, I just, I know I need those visual aids to ask for assistance and just make it more obvious, less invisible.
1: Um, It's a real story of positivity. And um, I want to thank you for sharing your story with us today, Erica.
0: Thank you very much for having me and for your organization. I think it's, it's really important. I'm glad that I'm aware of it now and that I can uh, make others aware. Like I've already thought of a handful of friends who could benefit from, you know, having the sunflower out in everyday life when they travel. If you'd like to share your sunflower story or conversation, please email conversations at hiddendisabilitystore.com. Find out more about us or listen to this recording again by checking out our insights page at hiddendisabilitystore.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Please help, have patience and show kindness to others, and join us again soon Making the invisible visible with the hidden disability sunflower.